Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm thrilled to be talking to you today about how you can become financially independent from a biblical point of view. And today we're going to look in this particular episode into the book of Proverbs and hear from the richest man of his time, Solomon, about wealth accumulation and how to be rich. Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs 11, verses 24 to 26. One gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want or lack. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. So three somewhat cryptic Proverbs, but I think as we unfold them in this particular segment, it's going to become clear to us what it really means to be rich. When we think of wealth accumulation, particularly as I'm advising clients like you every single day, folks are concerned. Some folks are really scared about what's going on in the world, in the markets, in the economy, wars, market crashes, high inflation, and on and on. And they're concerned that events like that, which are out of your control, are going to mess up your retirement. And so audiences I'm speaking to all the time are shaking their heads saying, what can we do about all this? This is a concern to me. Well, often we, th we seem to center in on the performance of our investments as the key to wealth um, accumulation. We sometimes think that it's primarily about holding back as much as we can, keeping it all in, in our savings and investment accounts in order to produce wealth. We all know that it's wise to save early. We talk to young people and we say, look, the miracle of compounding is in your favor if you're blessed with a long life. If you start investing when you're very young, over the years you're going to see compounding work in your favor instead of against you if you're saving and investing. However, there's a kind of wisdom that actually should encourage us to take that money out of those accounts in order to increase riches. You say, well, what does that mean? You know, pulling money out. Does that mean I become a spendthrift? Well, as you'll see in other episodes that we'll be talking about, and I'll, I hope you'll be checking these out, we're going to talk about the difference between being rich and being wealthy. And one of the differences between being rich and wealthy 
is that people who have true wealth, people who know what it means to accumulate what really is valuable, are doing so much more than just investing and working on their returns. This kind of wisdom encourages us to take the money out of those savings and investment accounts and do something entirely different with it. Remember, Solomon was one of the wealthiest men in history, not to mention the wealthiest man in history up to his time. And he says that the one who gives freely gets richer, while the one who holds back ends up suffering. Now, I've heard it sometimes put this way, give to get back from God in order to give. Well, that may or may not be how God chooses to work with you. God is going to make sure all of your needs are taken care of. And the principle that we're talking about here about giving might have some real clear exceptions as well. For example, it's been shown that people who are just sort of ridiculously generous may have cognitive decline, right? They're just giving their money away without any real reason to do so. They become gullible because of cognitive decline. Some spread their wealth around. They they actually are giving it away. They're spending it on friends in order to garner favor and make more friends. That's not what we're talking about. But from an eternal perspective, this principle of giving in order to get richer is sound. The kind of giving that we're talking about is bringing blessing. That's what he talks about in the second proverb. He says, when we bring blessing, we'll be enriched, bringing blessing, which results in being enriched. There are greater riches, though, than just money. Sure, you may be enriched financially. God may allow that to come into your life. But what about relationships? What about spiritual growth in your own life? The love, joy, and peace that come from God's Spirit when we're controlled by Him and when we follow His leading to give as He directs. In the early church, we find in the book of Acts, they were tremendously generous, and the the phrase is, they, they didn't think of anything as being their own. It doesn't mean that they didn't own property, but it simply meant that they viewed the resources in their disposal as a stewardship from God to be used by God for His glory. And also, it is often the case that when we water, in other words, we take what's ours and give to bless and enrich others, we are watered by God. That's what the proverb says, one who waters will himself be watered. Blessings financially come. God's favor in business and investments come. All kinds of things come into alignment, not just because we're giving, but because we're the kind of person being controlled by God who's giving. And then there's this last proverb that the the people will curse those who hold back grain, but a blessing is on the head of those who sell it. Marie Antoinette, famous aristocrat, was known for saying, let them eat cake, just referring to giving the people uh, the very lowest, not the kind of cake we enjoy, like at a wedding, uh, when the people were starving. The people will curse leaders who do not put the well-being of their followers ahead of their own. We see this problem is rampant through the leadership of our country. Politicians are known for speaking out of both sides of their mouth in order to garner favor, rather than putting the, the interests of the people whom they serve first. For example, there are groups around this world, organizations, um, cartels, who manipulate prices by control of supply. They hold back grain. So OPEC, for example, 
frequently is seen holding back oil supply in order to keep themselves rich, right? They say it's just good business, but they don't realize what they're doing to the back on the backs of ordinary people. When you have the power to increase supply and decrease the price, you should do it. And when you don't do it, the Bible says the people will curse you for it. So there is a kind of wealth or being rich which comes from giving away. It's a kind of riches that people who don't understand, who have a kind of a self-focus, who don't have a God focus. Well, we're talking to people every single day whom I think really are generous at heart, but they're concerned and maybe their, their giving is being hindered because they're not sure they're going to be able to successfully navigate retirement. And so they hold back out of perhaps fear. Well, what we're doing is we're helping people like you achieve financial independence through a process, a comprehensive financial independence review that will help you determine and know if you're ready to retire right now or in the future as you plan. All it takes is a conversation with me, a conversation with my team to get the process going and have a simple conversation that will leave you with peace. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards again, coming to you from Lord and Richards, and excited to be talking to you in this segment about the difference between being rich and being wealthy, the difference between acting rich and actually having wealth. And as we're having great conversations with folks who are looking to retire or are in retirement, one of the most important things is do you have the wealth necessary to not only take care of your needs, but to feel financially independent? In his book, The Psychology of Money, one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite books, Morgan, Morgan Housel points out that people tend to want wealth in order to signal to others that they should be liked and admired. <laughs> Isn't that vain? Isn't that vain? But it does tend to be part of the psychology of money in our society. But in reality, those people who you want to admire you are often bypassing that, not because they don't think wealth is admirable, but they're really thinking about their own desire to be liked and admired. <laughs> Spending money to show people how much money you have is certainly the fastest way I know of to have less money. Often the man or woman that you see in the fancy car or the fancy clothes or the fancy, fancy jewelry really isn't rich. Maybe they're just spending a huge percentage of income on a car. So often it's that way, right? We think of uh, Sam Walton, who built the, the Walmart empire, and the little anecdotes about him driving around in an old beat-up pickup truck when, of course, we know he could have bought uh, dealerships by the hundreds. And <laughs> here he is in an old pickup truck. But it is the person who not necessarily is flaunting that wealth who is actually wealthy. And part of the problem, of course, is our modern capitalistic system that gives such easy access to wealth. When was it ever easier to get credit? Through credit cards, car loans, home loans, and so forth. And it really helps us, quote unquote, fake it till we make it, right? You can look rich until you're actually rich, and it's become a cherished industry in America. But wealth is really not about what you see. Wealth is what is not seen. 
the nice cars that were never purchased. That's what wealth is. The diamonds you could have bought, but you didn't. The watches you didn't wear. The fine clothes you chose not to have tailored. Wealth is what you don't see. Wealth is the financial assets that you've accumulated that you haven't yet converted into the stuff that people see. <laughs> so a lot of times we think, oh, it's this stuff that people see that's wealth. Actually, it's the, the currency, the cash, the investments behind the scenes that aren't being flaunted that really make up the wealth. Singer Rihanna, pop singer, nearly went bankrupt after overspending. And get this, she sued her financial advisor. <laughs> well, he, uh, he responded rather glibly. He said, was it really necessary to tell her that if you spend money on things, you will end up with the things and not the money? <laughs> I love that. Here it is again. Is it really necessary to tell her? Here it is, that if you spend money on things, you'll end up with the things and not the money. Unfortunately, yes, people need to be told that, especially pampered superstars. When most people say they'd like to be a millionaire, what they really mean is they want to spend a million bucks. <laughs> they want to go out and spend a million bucks. That's the opposite of being a millionaire. A millionaire has a million bucks. Being rich is not the same as being wealthy in the way that we're using the terms. Rich is current income and expenses. Okay, It can be viewed by what we spend that income on. Even debt for cars, homes, etc., requires that you have enough income to finance that debt. But true wealth is hidden. It's the income that was never spent. Its value is in that it offers you options, flexibility, growth, to one day have the ability to do more than you can do now. That's financial independence as we talk about it at Lord & Richards. The way we identify that in a portfolio is that we get a pool of money. We call it your growing reserve or blue money. If you'll watch our little YouTube video on three kinds of money, that center column of money that is growing, but it is not needed to take care of your ordinary expenses in retirement. The growing reserve is the key to feeling financially independent, to have money that you don't need to spend in order to lead your normal, comfortable lifestyle. That's the option, the flexibility, the growth that we're talking about. One of the problems, I think, that, that is creating such a dearth of real wealth is that it is easier to find rich, if I can put that in italics or quotes, role models than wealthy ones. Because wealth is hidden, right? So you don't know who's wealthy. The person who drives up in the beat-up uh, Volkswagen might be infinitely more wealthy than the, than the person that has that uh, stylish Mercedes sedan, right? The person who lives in a simple three- or four-bedroom home might be infinitely more wealthy than the person that boasts a seven-bedroom estate. It really cannot be seen by the things that we possess. And of course, the Bible speaks to this. It says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that you possess, nor does it consist in what's in your bank account. But when we're talking about financial wealth, it can be very hard to find role models. Even if we find wealthy people who spend, we're only seeing the richness side of the equation, right? We're seeing the income and expenses. We're not seeing what's being kept back what is a part of their net worth, what they choose 
to save. You say, well, I really believe that I may need to get a little bit of advice on this, Colin. You know, as I prepare for retirement, I want to feel wealthy. I want to feel financially independent, but I sure would feel more financially independent and wealthy if I knew that was the case. And that's the value of what we're doing in our initial conversations with people just like you is we're helping to give you an objective opinion based on science, based on fact, based on math and statistics not based on simply your own gut instinct. And that is so valuable. And as I've said so many times, it's really just a conversation to pick up the phone and chat with us, sit down with us and share your goals, your dreams, your values, what's important to you. And then in that context, let us conduct a financial independence review to determine, are you wealthy as you think? Are you financially independent? Are you in a position to not only have your needs taken care of, but to have additional resources for your wants, for your giving, for all the things that are important to you. It really does just begin with a phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm thrilled to be talking to you today. I lead a team of fantastic investment advisors who are meeting with folks just like you every single day to help you become financially independent. And we do that by helping you prepare a plan for financial independence that lets you retire without worry. And that's so important in today's volatile world. As we're talking today in this segment, we're continuing a three-episode series on how to be wealthy or how to build wealth. And in this particular segment, I'm going to get right down into the nitty-gritty, the fundamental, most important issue of building wealth. And here it is. You have to save. <laughs> now, I know you're saying, well, Colin, you know, I want, I want to hear about interesting investments and I want to pick up tidbits that I can use in my portfolio But the reality is building wealth has little to do with your income or your investment returns, and it has a whole lot to do with your savings rate. That's right. It's wise to invest, and great returns can help build your wealth. But there is a lot of uncertainty in investing, especially in today's volatile world. The first question when we invest in something is, will the strategy, will the company, will the investment pan out? Is it even going to work? Millions of people have discovered that cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and so forth is extremely volatile and extremely unpredictable. Building wealth isn't based on strategies like that. And then there's the question, well, if I find a winner, how long is it going to be a winner before it turns into a loser? (laughs) Right? Many of the great companies of the past have since disappeared or the value of their stock has been crushed. And had you not adjusted and adapted, you would have been crushed. And then that brings in the question, will the markets in general cooperate? Will the economy? What about the Fed and their influence on my investments? I'll tell you, recently we saw this as uh, stocks and bonds both entered bear market territory together, right? Long-term bonds became less valuable as interest rates went up. Old bonds with lower interest rates were less valuable than new bonds with higher interest rates. And people who held portfolios of funds, of bonds, were really heavily impacted by that. The market is unpredictable. And although at Lord & Richards as a fiduciary, it is our sincere desire and our constant goal 
to develop strategies that are outstanding, we don't know how to build a perfect investment strategy. If we did that, I assure you, I would not need to meet with clients. I'd be off on some island somewhere, right? So here is where we do find some guarantees because folks are looking for guarantees. Personal savings, your own personal saving rate is guaranteed to build wealth. You say, does that matter whether I put it in the market or in a savings account? No. No matter what you're doing, you say, well, what about high inflation? I agree, inflation erodes savings, but if you're saving at a much more uh, dramatic rate than inflation, then I'm sure you're going to keep up. You see, wealth is just the accumulation of leftovers after what you spent, okay? After you've spent what you take in. You can build wealth without a high income, right? You can build wealth without a high income. We tell stories all the time of that person that just lived a simple life, they lived frugally, and they saved almost everything they had, and it built over time. Being frugal is guaranteed to build wealth. You say, well, wait a minute, that's on the expense side. What about the income side? Frugality means that you spend far less than what you take in. And the problem today is most people are hand-to-mouth. They don't look the same as the person who lives in a jungle who gets their rice for breakfast and then gets their rice for lunch and then gets their rice for dinner if they're lucky enough to have three meals. But they're doing the same thing in corporate America. They, they may have a six-figure paycheck, but they also have a six-figure expense side of the, balance, of the income and expense report. Here's a great quote by Morgan Housel in his book, The Psychology of Money. There are professional investors who grind and I tell you, they grind 80 hours a week to add a tenth of a percentage point to their returns. When there are two or three or more full percentage points of lifestyle bloat, I love that expression, lifestyle bloat in their finances that can be exploited with less effort. Um, Keith Cunningham, outstanding business professional and really an advisor to advisors, says he calls it the pimp factor, right? Where people pimp out their vehicles or spend exorbitant amounts of their money on themselves. Past a certain level of income, what you need is just what sits below your ego. <laughs> Savings is the gap between your ego and your income. Because so often what we're spending is really being spent to flaunt it before others rather than to really enhance our life or increase our happiness. So no matter, no matter how well we build your plan for financial independence, no matter how perfect the investments, and there are no perfect investments, if your expenses aren't substantially lower than your income, then you're going to be poor. You're going to struggle to retire. You're going to struggle to make ends meet. And I see it all the time. The greatest determiner of your ability to withstand financial shocks, what, whether that's healthcare, tax increases, market declines, wherever the shock may come. And I tell you, they often come in big dollar amounts. When we're talking about healthcare, we can get into hundreds of thousands of unexpected expenses. And the greatest determiner of your ability to withstand those kinds of financial shocks is the amount of cash you've built up. That's it. That's how businesses survive. You might sometimes wonder, why does Apple have cash? Why does Microsoft have cash? Can't they just reinvest it? But they understand the unpredictable nature of the economy, the market. And here's another important principle. Saving beyond just the goals, right? I need this much to live. No, no, no. Saving beyond that leads to financial freedom and independence, right? People are always 
looking at these commercials. What's your number? What's your number? What do I need in order to retire? You know, need to go beyond that. You need to go to a point where you've saved more than enough in order to retire. You say, well, I've got a good rule of thumb. You know, I, I think I need X amount my lifestyle. Folks, those rules of thumb are not a plan. They're simply guidelines, but what you need is a financial independence review where we test the probability of your success of not only making it, not only just getting by, but enjoying a fantastic retirement that does not involve fear, that does not involve getting wiped out by a financial shock like health care, right? Being prepared in advance for those contingencies. And we start with a simple conversation where we discuss your goals, your values, your dreams, We take your statements, your budget, and we do scientific testing that we bring back to you that shows here is your likelihood of success. Here's the risk you're taking. Here's how well prepared you are. And sometimes I have the joy of telling folks you're good to go. Here's a gold star. But a lot of times there's things that we can do to help you. And you know, it doesn't cost anything to get a second opinion. It really just takes a little bit of time to sit down and put as much effort into your retirement and the success of it as you do into other things that are important in life. And isn't it as important for you to have the financial freedom to do what you love with the people that you love for all the reasons that are important to you? I'd like to encourage you to take the time out and have a simple conversation and let us visit to prepare your financial independence review. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.